This is it. This is all she wrote. This is what it all comes down to. All of our hopes and dreams amassed into one extremely crazy, beautiful, and dark and horrific four days. We're talking yeah. Star of NFL DFS. I'm it's so excited. Crazy. It's bad. Yeah, I've only been I've only been having dreams about you know building lineups and accidentally leaving in a guy who's not on the slate or something like that like twice so um, yeah it's good <laughs> that's how you know it's good oh boy well we got Dallas and Tampa tomorrow and then a full slate of games on Sundays um, and Sunday. we're just gonna you know briefly touch on the showdown game for tomorrow and then we'll get into all the the saucy takes for Sunday. Just want to go over some things. It is roster ship, not ownership. Um, Please refrain from using any outlawed and, swear words. Yes. And this is Sports Ball DFS, where we're very professional and we are the, um, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the best touts. And I, I think we're due, I think we're good touts, though, because we both have a negative ROI. Um, yep. Yep. So we you both, know a good tout. Uh, yeah, we both don't really know what we're talking about, mm-hmm. um, yep. and we have horrible audio, yeah, and horrible good. cameras. So we're doing a really good job. Yep. Yeah, we're really uh, we're really popping off here. I mean, yeah. just our metrics are basically like if we were on Player Profiler, but for touts, so tout profiler. Um, I don't know if that exists or not. Maybe trademark is pending. Um, but we'd be we'd be very promising sleepers. I think. Because they'd be like, "Wow, look at look at all these guys' uh, positive metrics that are negative for their personal lives, but positives for 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 a, a good, pure, you know, salt of the earth tout, huh?" Yeah, I could have That's said us. it better. I know. I think I took it from. I think you wrote down, and I I just wrote it. I just read it. Yep. Let's talk some show down. Down. So Cowboys visiting Tampa Bay. Or Tampa Bay is an eight and a half point favorite. Um, give me your spiciest takes. What's going to happen tomorrow? Oh man, it's I. I can tell you what I want to happen, and uh, that is for Dak Prescott to be actually a hundred percent, and um, for him to just ball out with uh, with the boys, you know, CD and some Amari and some Gallup in there, and then throwing some Zeke. I mean. Uh, that would just be that would be awesome. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, and I all all I do know for sure though is that uh Tampa Bay is just gonna play a, just a solid game, defense and offense. And Ooh, I like that football guy take right there. I like what you just did there. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying trying to work my way to an actual like take, but you gotta get those football buzzwords in there. Yeah, solid yeah, yeah. game. Solid game, solid game, yeah. Both sides of the ball. <laughs> I've been, uh, been been listening to uh, too much Evan Silva, I think. And, you know, <laughs> although I'm, I'm not saying guys stink yet, but I'm getting there. You know, this guy just actually – he just stinks, you know. He just stinks. Let's, let's get him out of here. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I think that uh, – See, it's it's hard because like showdown, like I I usually like a very easy um, way to approach showdown. A lot of times is just to take you know whatever like 
you know, the, the optimal or like the obvious play is going to be, and then just like reverse it basically. So like, you know, in, in this case, you know, people are going to play a lot of Tampa Bay, tons of Tampa Bay. Um, whereas like a lot of times, if it, if that were the case, they would be, a lot of people would be playing like, you know, the running back from the team that's going to be, that's projected to be the ones like in the lead by, you know, a, quite a, quite a big margin. And then just playing like, you know, maybe a wide receiver or two from the other team. But I think people are just going to play like all of Tampa Bay guys, just like Tom Brady stacked with, you know, two receivers and like Ronald Jones or uh, Leonard Fournette. And so it's just, it's hard to, you can't exactly do that kind of cut and dry uh, method with this. And it's, it's, it's tough. And um, I'm unhappy that people are, are, are doing it like that because it makes it makes our job more difficult. No, I agree that Tampa is definitely going to be the chalk. And I think that even if you are building in a way where Dallas – let's just say you build a Dallas onslaught, like the way that everyone is going to build a Dallas onslaught may only be 5% of rosters, but all of those rosters are going to be so similar just because yep. it's going to be Dak with two or three receivers and probably Zeke in there. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think the way to get – different would it be to plan for Tampa Bay's offense failing and Cowboys defense somehow stepping up mm-hmm. and probably you want to play for just a gross offensive game for both teams and like but Tampa Bay's defense doesn't do that well Dallas's defense forces a couple turnovers like this is from a tournament perspective um, yeah probably the best way to get different I just hate doing stuff like that. Like I want it. It's the first game of the season. Like I want it to be exciting and I want it to be like a huge shootout. So like my brain yep. is just like, I need to build like all these rosters that are like planning for a shootout. But uh, yeah, it's not the optimal thing to do in these large field tournaments. Uh, no, that's, that's where my brain's at too, where it's wrestling with it. Cause I'm like, I just even like thinking about like plugging in a defense in there. I'm like, Ugh. Ugh why this, we need this game to be really exciting and just we do that and then we're just like rooting for a shitty a shitty game to happen I know. but i don't know yeah it's so conflicting i get i get kind of caught in between those two things where it's like you know being optimal and then like <laughs> building around the game that you want to see and it's uh yeah those two things don't often uh, uh align with each other and it's it's poop if only we didn't enjoy watching football um, or or playing uh, DFS. If we just did one or the other, it'd be easier. Yes. What I do think could happen is maybe the Cowboys hang in the game. They keep it close so Tampa can't run as much as they want. We're going to yep. see some more Gio Bernard. We're going to see mm-hmm. some maybe some O.J. Howard in the red zone. Um, and if there are some four wide receiver sets out there, then that means we're going to see some Scotty Miller, yep. which is like the perfect punt. Um, he's just like, like the, he's like the showdown, like one of these showdown uh, wide receivers for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I like that. I also like that. I don't think Geo is going to be on a lot of people's radars because you know we, he had the God. What what did they call it? Like a mild <laughs> high ankle sprain, like a yeah. mild one, like. I didn't know you could have a mild one as a running back, but it seems yeah. He's, he's he's practicing in full now, so right. he should be 100%. Yep, and he was in on um, 100% of the third down 
uh, plays that Tom Brady is playing in preseason. So, um, yeah, I I like him for a, a showdown person. I don't know about I, I don't think I don't think I'd do it in flex because I don't think he has the ceiling for it. Um, but if the game is like just really really poop, you know, and like he just kind of lucks into like two touchdowns and I don't know like five six targets or something like that, um, you know, that's that's one possible way. But again, like that would be an approach if you're doing like you know mass multi entry kind of thing and you're just like building a lineup for like every possible scenario basically. Yeah. And the only way he's going to get there is if Dallas is also doing well, which yeah. could mean. Um, Zeke would be an interesting captain choice in Geo lineups just because, yep. I mean, Geo could be completely dead through three quarters and they're running a lot of two-minute offense in the fourth quarter. Geo racks up like six or seven targets yep. um, and it pays off his value. So yep. I don't know. I mean, I I don't want to play Zeke in captain. The I just want to play like a ton of Mike Evans, I think. Yep, me too, because I feel like people are going to go to um, – because like my first – take on this game when i was looking at it i mean gosh when did when did uh lineups and pricing come out uh for this game like a month ago or something yeah like, that? like you know naturally i was just looking at it you know because it's the first game of the season it's a little exciting but um my first take on it was to do something like antonio brown and captain because at the time people still hated him and i was like you know oh you know people are gonna play you know, they're if they're going to play a uh, Tampa Bay receiver, they're they're not going to play Antonio Brown. Um, and then my second thought was like, well, then I'll put him with um, Godwin because I feel like Godwin and he can like it's more likely for them to both have big games than for Mike Evans and Antonio Brown to have big games just because they're I don't know they're both like you know kind of the vertical uh, deep threat guys on the outside. Whereas Godwin's like in the inside. And if they're just kind of, you know, if he's, if uh, Brady's focusing on one of the deep threat guys and like just, you know, passing over the middle to Godwin, that seems more likely than just, you know, uh, having two, two of the deep threat guys go big. But uh, yeah, I feel like people are going to, if they're going to overlook one of those three receivers um, now, I think it's definitely going to be uh, Evans. Yeah. I, I mean, just looking at ownership now, Evans and Captain seems to be a little underowned. He's projecting on Osimo at only eight percent captain ownership, mm-hmm. um, and Antonio Brown only five percent captain ownership. But mm-hmm. Chris Godwin also at eight percent. So, uh, I mean, okay. I like Antonio Brown. Like, I think Antonio Brown's going to have a huge year, and it, I don't see any reason why he can't start tomorrow. I mean, Dallas defense yep. is fucking horrible. So, yep. I mean, both Brown and Evans could go off. Um, but then from there, like, I don't know how you're supposed to get different. Like, the field is going to be on both of those guys along with Brady. Um, right. So it's just going to be, like, you're going to have to play something disgusting. You're going to have to leave salary on the table. One thing I – you know, if you're building a Brady mega stack, I would say um, Evans or Brown and Captain, and then one of those in flex, and then O.J. Howard as well in that lineup. Um, just because mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a pretty big red zone role this year. And if Brady throws – you know, four touchdowns. I don't see any reason why OJ Howard can't have one of those. And if he has two, then you're just, you know, you got the Bentley rolling up to your house. You're, you know, popping champagne. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, 
It's done. You're done. There's nothing else needs to happen. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Come on, Lee. Um, I think uh, also, too, it's, it seems like from just like, uh, again, this is just more kind of, I think, beat writer speculation, which, you know, has been proven to be super reliable. Um, but it seems like they might be finally phasing out the Cambrate random, you know, vulture touchdowns, um, which just, I mean, makes more sense for OJ Howard to kind of slip into those shoes and, you know, see how he likes dancing. That's I mean, that I just, beautifully said. Thank you. <laughs> just, just roll, roll it off the, the something. I don't know. Maybe not the, the dumb, but the dumb. <laughs> that's more that's more likely um uh, but uh i, I mean like it's I, I still can't really wrap my head around why they like he just seems like such an athletic tight end and like i guess maybe like it seems like he's made some like blunders on the field like here and there that were just kind of like a like a big like what the hell kind of moment um that i guess is maybe just kind of you know tainted him in in the eyes of the coach or the eyes of the brady the beholder, yes, our Lord and Savior Tom Brady. Yeah, beauty's in the eyes of the Brady, the B Brady. Yeah, and other than that, I think um, getting Fournette and Jones right is going to be um, important for tomorrow. I, I feel like one of them will most likely have a decent game or a game that you're going to need to have. Um, one of them. Yeah, and like. <sighs> Right now, like Jones is going slightly less on the Fournette, but I would be shocked if that ends up happening because Jones is 2K cheaper and people just seem to be sour on Fournette yet again. So I'll probably have a decent yep. amount of Fournette. Yeah, that was what I was thinking too. It's it's one of those kind of pay up to be contrarian spots, hopefully, or, you know, that's at least just what I would imagine would be the case. And yeah, I mean, uh, Lenny has gotten, I mean, just. I mean, no one, no one's liked him in the last like two years. Like Dude, Lombardi last year, yeah, last year maybe some of the robust boys liked him, but um, this year I don't even know if they have really been on him at all. I think, uh, I think everyone's kind of given up on that, but I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it, I, I still feel like you know when you when you have a bit of you know the Brady blessing, you know, our Lord and Savior, as we said. Uh, I I feel like the light shines upon you, you know, graces you with some fantasy, some good fantasy games here and there. And I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think the light shines upon Ronald Jones. No, he fumbles it, and I don't imagine Brady's all that happy about that. He has to like up his his dose of ivermectin or whatever, and just <laughs> you know, in order to deal with it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> He totally would. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you just look, I know uh, Jones was a little beat up in the playoffs last year, but just like down the stretch, Fournette was, I mean, killing it. Oh, at playoff, least twenty touches every game. Yeah, was a thing. I mean, whew, wow. Yeah, that was that was a sight to behold. You know, it was, it was kind of fun to see a little little giddy up in him during that time. But um, yeah, it's just it's so weird too because like. Um, like, I think, I think actually like more of the reason why, like if, uh, Brown's ownership rises, you know, uh, between now and tomorrow night's game, like, I mean, I think it's just like, it feels like it's just pricing alone because like Ronald Jones is 7,500, but Antonio Brown's like, you know, he's less than one K more. Uh, uh, excuse and, me. Um, uh, 
Oh, you're looking at Captain Price. I, sorry, I thought you're looking. Yes, at oh, I thought you're looking yeah. at Fanduel for a second. No, 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 to, uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. The the color <laughs> scheme alone would, would alert me. <laughs> it's very glaring. Well, which is which? <laughs> uh, DraftKings is like the the dark mode, and uh, Fanduel's the the day mode or whatever. But um, yeah, no, sorry that that was Captain Spot. Um, but but yeah, I mean it's uh, Ronald Jones five K, Tony Brown fifty six. Like that's. Ooh, that's a, I, if, if you're, you know, if there's expecting, you know, Tampa to like, you know, dominate this game any way they want. Um, and Tom Brady is, I, I mean, he's not one that's, uh, like obviously Bruce Arians with the air raid, um, offense, like he's not afraid to throw it. He's got Tom Brady, you know, one of the most, you know, skilled veteran QBs out there. Like, he's like, yeah, oh, go ahead, go for it, Tom, throw it wherever. Uh, pick your favorite, pick your favorite receiver tonight. Just load them up, and uh, yeah, it's just. I don't think Antonio Brown needs a, a whole lot to pull off his salary. Whereas, there's a lot more questions up in the air. I feel like about Ronald Jones. Yes, yeah. I mean, if Jones starts and the Cowboys aren't doing anything on offense and Buccaneers just dominate, I mean, Jones is going to be. He's just going to crush. I mean, because Dallas defense is terrible, but. If it's Fournette, you're going to need him. Or if they split time, then they're both going to be dead and fading both of them will be the right move. So I don't know. Listen, I mean, showdown is an art. You're trying to paint a beautiful picture. And right mm-hmm. now, you know, we're just we're, we're trying to give you guys the tools, um, the paintbrushes to uh, you know, just paint this beautiful landscape and really um, beautiful. see what's doing. Also, just to, just to note, I mean... Gio Bernard's like 2K. Like that's that's really oh he's nice. yeah he's I'm probably just gonna play him and just hope that I, Dallas keeps up because I I don't want to play for Dallas to fail and um I want Gio Bernard and OJ Howard and pretty much like all my lineups so I will lose a lot of money yeah. tomorrow but just look at these games with Brady last year two games with uh, six targets uh-huh. he had a touchdown in both of those games I mean yeah yeah it ain't bad it ain't bad yeah. at all and he's only 200 more than geo i mean honestly like like what if what if like uh two-thirds of tampa's uh points come from uh oj howard and geo bernard tomorrow like well think about it because yeah if if there aren't any long touchdowns and it's just a bunch of red zone stuff i mean that could easily be the case oj howard has Mm -hmm. uh one or two touchdowns geo bernard has one or two touchdowns all four of them are receiving touchdowns, so Brady goes off. Um, you know, between the twenties, I could see Antonio Brown or Chris Godwin being productive. Um, yeah. So you'll probably need one of them too. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I I think OJ Howard, Gio Bernard builds are the way to go. That's yeah. uh, that's how I want to paint my picture. <laughs> what say you, friend? Uh, well, you. here here's here's another thought too. I was I was thinking with that is like you could play Gio and um and OJ. Um, but let's say like, um, like Brady could go off, but what if like just a big, um, a big Dallas stack goes off and you actually like only need, like maybe you'd play, um, I guess, I guess like Chris Godwin probably um, just because like he wouldn't, he'd be the short area guy and he'd be the like um, after Pat, after catch, um, yardage and stuff like that or have more potential for it i think um that 
to where it wouldn't it wouldn't be as correlated to like Brady's success. But like, what if like a big tax stack just um, like that's where all the points are instead of Brady? Like he just basically scores more in that stack than it would if it was like a Brady correlated stack and you're just playing geo and OJ. Yeah. In that case, you're going to want to hope that one of the, one of the Dallas receivers outscores Brady. So um, I could see it's so like, I don't know. I feel like the CD lamb hype is kind of out of control. Mm -hmm. He's he's extremely talented. And I mean, we know he has a role in this offense, but I still think Amari Cooper is the number one target there. Mm -hmm. And, and we've seen in like, crazy game scripts michael gallup get 10 targets and just score yeah. one or two long touchdowns and then um if, if someone who has a lineup with uh dak cooper and gallup instead of dak cooper and lamb or dak lamb and gallup they're just mm-hmm. going to be gain so much leverage on the field and then if you have yeah. geo and oj howard in there i mean that's just uh mm-hmm. Once again, the Bentley is going to be rolling up. Take your beautiful <laughs> picture with you, and just uh, that's yep. that's it. You're done. That's it. Yeah. See, you could play like um, this lineup I just made um, has I'll Cooper and Captain. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So it has Cooper and Captain, and then um, Geo and OJ. We're getting there. Hey man, take your time. We're- it's not a race. It's not a race to make the winning lineup, you know. Um, and then Gallup and the last spot, like you could even put in Brady if you wanted just to get like the points from the other, like all the other receivers almost, or the correlation with them. And like, but really at that last spot, you could put anybody, you still have like fifty four hundred or more <laughs> left yeah. over. Like that's insane. Like <laughs> You're, I feel like you're leaving so many points on the table with this lineup, but at the same time, like I, every showdown slate, I look at the winning lineup in large field tournaments. I'm like, I would have never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this lineup, I plugged in Chris Godwin there and mm-hmm. that leaves AK on the table. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's nuts. Um, I, but I could see like a variation of like something like this, you know, being the winning lineup, like, Maybe it's, you know, maybe maybe you kind of play around with, like, who's in captain or something. Maybe you put Dak in captain or, um, you know, maybe it's uh, – I don't know. But, um, yeah, I feel like this is still just, like, a good – like, OJ and Geo are just, like, such such nice little, like, little building block guys to put in there and then just kind of build around them just because it's, like, I don't know, they feel, like, high upside, like, kind of under – maybe not un- – I feel like Geo's underpriced. I feel like OJ um, maybe isn't, even though like I feel like he's got big upside potential. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I, I I really like I really like uh, what what we've got laid out with that one. That, yeah, that I like this build. That's sick. That's sick. And maybe even um, you could probably throw Zeke in here. That would make some sense. Mm-hmm. That was that was actually where, where my brain was going too. Yeah, because so, it's like yeah, you're really playing like a, um, you know, Dallas is running hot, and you know, uh, Tampa Bay is just, eh, you know, they're 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 scoring some, but like it's not it the the game script's kind of flipped a bit. Yeah. And so my favorite punt wide receiver, um, 
Scotty Miller, and favorite punt running back would be Geo, mm-hmm. and then OJ Howard, favorite punt tight end. All my favorite punts are Tampa Bay. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like Dallas is like like the if you're punting on a Dallas guy, like the lowest I feel like you go is uh, Gallup, and I don't even really consider him that much of a punt. I think just in some people's eyes, like he would be, but um, because I mean, it's it's different with like Tampa, like they like legit could just you know uh, do something weird where like. They just, you know, Scotty Miller's on on a a deep route and catches a ball for like a seventy yard, you know, touchdown or something like that. Like it just yeah. takes one catch from him. Whereas I feel like outside of like Gallup, like there's there's not really any like punt guys on Dallas you could like see that actually like happening. Unless no. like I don't know, unless they run out some, you know, they get some, you know, completely just like flip the entire table. And just uh, you know, throw some some random like semi Fajoko like uh, you know deep deep uh, deep ball uh, touchdown or something like that, which I, I don't think uh, McCarthy would ever allow that to happen. He just he's not uh, adventurous <laughs> like that. I mean, no. come on. <laughs> it will be extremely tilting uh, if one of Blake Jarwin or Dalton Schultz has a really good game. It, they're just so expensive. I mean, Jarwin's fifty two hundred right. and Schultz is forty six hundred. That's uh, a little pricey. Yeah, if you're because because those guys, those are all guys who need uh, they need at least a touchdown to pay yeah. off. Whereas like you're, it's it's like this, it's the same kind of hedge or the same kind of bet with OJ, but your your bets are hedged better just with it him only being like twenty two hundred versus you know, a 4,600 minimum price tag yeah. with the, like the same amount of upside. So I, I don't know. I don't get it. It's, it's, it's weird. Dude. Showdown is a game for like these nerdy basement dwellers who still live with their mom doing their computer programs. Let's move on to the <laughs> uh, great game of main slate football. This is where us uh, normal folk can thrive we can build know. lineups right before church. You know, our kids are screaming in our ear. We're driving the van to church. We're building our lineups. I mean, this is just – this is God's game right here. Just yep. main slate, football, Sneak, sneaking, out of, sneaking out of bed early before the kids get up and you have to get them into their Sunday Sunday best or the Sunday wets. Um, and uh, it just so just you can squeeze in some lineups and, you know, listen to a – Listen to a robust RB uh, daily fantasy podcast before you uh, before you you stack the crap out of uh, whoever the chalk is. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's a dream right there, American dream. Um, mm. And so what we're gonna do is every week we're going to do a Millie Maker lineup together, and then we're gonna track our results in a spreadsheet. Um, I just I know I just came for the spreadsheet, bros. But and then um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see where we're at at the end of the year. I mean, hopefully we can actually turn a profit, but the way I hope we build our lineups is that they either finish the last or they finish in first. Um, so, you know, if we, if we profit $0, at least we can say our process was good. We just ran bad. That's how it yep. goes. Yeah. Exactly. It also makes you feel better about, you know, coming in the stone last too. Yeah. You're like, well, I was playing to win or to completely lose. And so since I completely lost, that means that my, uh, my structure and everything um, is, was correct. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm awesome. I'm great. I think you're great. I'm great. So best. 
I told you to pick two games you're high on. So I want mm-hmm. you to do the honors of uh, picking, drafting the first trick in this lineup. <laughs> What's right. doing? What is doing here? Listen, guy. Um, okay, because like, let me let me pull up let me pull up my the the, the schedule and preferably I start with a uh, quarterback. Oh, unprepared, unprepared. Well, I had it up, and then I accidentally closed the tab out to make my second DraftKings, you know, lineup thing, so I could look at showdown and thing, and just listen. I'm 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 new here. I you know, sports ball hasn't been around that long, man. It, I'm just I'm just I'm sputtering a bit. All right, it's, yeah, I know. it's gonna be fine. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Listen here, guy. What what I'm thinking for this trick. Start with quarterback, preferably. Do you want me to start with quarterback, preferably? Preferably. Okay, so preferably quarterback. Um, okay, well, you know what? Why don't we just why don't we just just do one of the obvious ones? Let me just get it out of the way so everybody can just yell at me for not having imagination or not taking any risks, and let's just do. Matt Ryan to Calvin Ridley, okay? Ooh, hey, hey, I get to make the second pick here. Let's, uh, what? I mean, oh, that's right. Ridley. I forgot the <laughs> rules. Damn it! Just hey, Panther, just big, big Calvin Ridley. Man, just gun slinging, pocket passer, Matt Ryan. I mean, I would take a good pocket passer over a uh, a scrambling. Uh, uh, QB any day. <laughs> well, I see. I, I, like this, I like this pick a lot, um, mm. but it makes me feel bad because one of my quarterbacks is going to be super old, dusty pocket passer, but it's fine. We're just going to have the, the old men. Uh, we got to each have one, you know? Yeah. Um, I will put Calvin Ridley in this lineup, though, because it's just uh, I, uh, it's the smart thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I you know the only other, I feel like the only other guy you could really stack him from in that game is Pitts, and I feel like Pitts is going to be owned to the shits. Oh, Ridley and, will too. I think Ridley's probably going to be chalky. Oh, probably, receiver. but I yeah. feel like he's I feel like he's okay chalk. I feel like Pitts is. I feel like you're betting on a lot for a week one, you know, rookie tight end, and it could pay off. It could pay off. That could be what you need, but I don't know. That's just not where like my. Um, risk taking is is for this week all right so we have matt ryan calvin ridley would you like next in this uh well are we um so i i guess like would we be sticking like with um because you were in your head you were thinking like kind of sticking with we'd each stick with like two two games that we liked and kind of oh we can just build like uh our quarterback stacks around uh oh that yeah that's just for the now we just do whatever smart all right oh we're we're trying to win are you saying we're we have a tendency to do something that's not smart i mean come on (laughs) i would say i have a tendency to uh galaxy (laughs) brain a lot more than you do but (laughs) (laughs) which is which is weird since you say that you, you know you don't like or can't you don't don't have the brain for showdown. Like that's what showdown is. Just, I know. I don't. I don't understand it. I know. It seems like contradictory, but you know that's that's all right. That's all right. We're learning here. We're all we're all friends. Okay. Um. Okay. So for my for my next trick, I want to go at wide receiver again. Um. And I want to go with Tyler Lockett. Ooh. 
Mm-hmm. Indoors. 6,700, um, yeah. 6,700. I feel like that's a price tag that I, I just, I feel like they're just going to get overlooked and people are just going to be like, just kind of ignore that game, which they, I, maybe like uh, Michael Pittman gets some ownership because he's got some hype behind him. Let's um, look. Keep going. I was trying um, to go off. Oh, um, I thought you were. But, but no. Wait for your your delivery. Um, the data. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to find Pittman here. Am I? Okay, so Pittman's projected for 10 percent ownership, and Lockett is projected for 11. So it is like a chalkier okay. stack, but I do like it mm. just because uh, that game is. Well, I don't know. I thought it was going to go overlooked, but it looks like it might be pretty chalky. But I still like it. I could see the ownership going down on that yeah. game. Honestly, the total like, is going down. Games. Yeah, it started yeah. at fifty-one. Now it's at fifty. Um, mm-hmm. And the Seahawks are only two and a half point favorites. So if the Colts keep it close, we could see uh, a lot of throws. And apparently, yep. they want to do more short area throws, which would benefit Lockett um, if yep. he's running a lot of routes in the middle of the field and stuff like that. So, but you'd imagine he would I like be. it. Thanks, man. Um, I for my next trick, I'm gonna go at defense of all places, and I'm gonna do oh, Minnesota oh, Vikings because I think um, their defense is underrated, and I think the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line is atrocious, and I think that they are just going to struggle. Even though they are at home, I still think they're going to struggle against the Vikings, and I just I, even if um, you know in the fourth quarter. Burrow gets something cooking. They're able to come back a little bit. Still think they're the Vikings are just going to pressure him too much. And we saw their struggles in preseason. I I don't want to buy too much into that, but I, I was already kind of concerned about the Bengals before all the stories about how their offense wasn't clicking in the preseason. So I like the Vikings defense here. I just think they're going to dominate the line of scrimmage. Oh, wow, oh. man! There were there were some buzzwords there. I like that. Got my motor humming. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think that I think the Vikings uh defense play is is a good one. Um especially especially cuz I don't like I could see people going there um just with like you know the bad bad press about Burrow and Jamar Chase and you know the the line still not looking good. Um but I feel like people will look back on the Minnesota Vikings of last year. And just be like, oh, well, you know, they were like one of the worst defenses against the pass. Like, that's great for Burrow, you know, like even if he's, you know, kind of even if he's nervous in the backfield and even if Jamar Chase isn't uh, isn't quite what he should be or whatever for a, you know, number one pick uh, or not, round one pick. Shut up. Don't say anything. Um, and <laughs> and uh, that that they're they're just going to look at that and kind of write it off. Um, whereas it, it really seems like Mike Zimmer, um, you know, trying to avoid PTSD of last year, I think spent a lot of, lot of capital in the off season, getting, getting that defense back into shape. And I think it's uh, I think it's going to be back to kind of how the Vikings defense has been in, um, years past, not counting last year. And yeah, I think against uh, the Bengals who just, I mean, just I think their O line is just going to suck horribly again, oh, and yeah. I think it's even worse after Burrow behind basically the same O line. You know, getting his just everything broken 
you know, I, I don't think that, I don't think that ever bodes well for your rookie QB, but just the fact that you didn't really do anything to strengthen, strengthen that weakness, uh, doesn't, mm, I don't like it. I don't like it. I will say if that game, if Minnesota's defense or if Cincinnati's offense, uh, is able to overcome Minnesota's defense, that game is just going to be absolute shootout. And it's going to be amazing, but I don't think I'm going to have any pieces from it. So it should be fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I, uh, I also don't think I will either. Um, the only one I could really like, I don't even, I don't like, I, I don't even know for sure if it'd be like worth it or not, but the only, only, uh, piece from that game i could really like see myself plugging in is like maybe tyler boyd um but even then he's like 5200 if he was like i don't know like right at 5k and below or something like that like that would make more sense but there's there's so many like value wide receivers that i feel like you could i don't know just like upgrade one of your other positions and just you know plug in one of those those easy guys there unless unless you're you really are just going for like you know, trying to hedge against the field, like enough to the point where you're seeing that there are all these value receivers and are like, you know what? That means that a lot of people are going to play like, you know, expensive running backs or something like that. And then kind of punt it off with one of these really cheap receivers. So maybe I'll try to do the opposite, play it slightly cheaper running back with a more like mid tier um, wide receiver. Agreed. That's how I'm thinking this week. Yep. I want a defensive wide receivers, and there's a couple cheap running backs that I really like that we will uh, – we might get to in this lineup, but you'll have to wait and see. Logan, can I get that next pick? <laughs> oh, my God. Can I – please leave. I want to excuse myself from the rest of this podcast. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. All right. Let me see. Well, okay. Um. I feel like I've picked, I mean, aside, well, yeah, I guess Lockett could be looked at as an obvious play, but um, you know what? It doesn't matter if it's, if it's, uh, if it's good, who cares if it's obvious um, you plug in Vikings defense. Why not plug in Dalvin cook with that? Oh, this guy. No, All right. Yep. Yes, sir. I think it's uh, I think it's a great spot for him. Um, Cincinnati's uh, defense sucks. Alvin, uh, Alvin, I was looking at uh, Alvin Kamara uh, on on the list too, and then I said Alvin Cook instead of Dalvin Cook. So there's one, there's one for me, Alvin. one per episode, I think. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Dalvin, good old Dalvin with a D, um, is uh, he's he's a little good at running back, and um, he gets a ball fairly often. Um, and, uh, I think this is, this is a real good spot for, for just that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's my next guy. What, what do you think? I think that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think it makes sense. I wasn't, I it, early, like when the slate first, like when the salaries were first announced, I thought I was going to be on a lot of cook. But uh, like this week, as I've toyed around more with it, I mean, I'm not going to make any final decisions until Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll probably tweak this line, these lineups a lot too. But uh, yeah, I haven't been getting much of Cook in my initial bills. But you know what? You might turn me on to him. I do like the correlation with Cook and Vikings defense. And with my next pick, I'm going for correlation mm-hmm. as well. Zach Ertz, it's tight end. I mean, we have um, Matt oh, Ryan, really run it back. Everyone's going to run that back with Devontae Smith. Yep. 
I'm going. He's basically first. he's basically like a uh, I I've heard him referred to as a um, uh, Kyle Pitts light. So I think that's yeah. Yeah, um, it's great. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, he is a, a a a man of the cloth. Uh, he worships <laughs> um, uh, God very heavily. We we do like that here. And um, yep, true. You know. Uh, all the rumors in the offseason, you know, he's going to get traded. Philly doesn't want him there anymore. Well, he's still there. He came out and said he wants to retire an Eagle. Very noble thing for him to say. He dyed his hair blonde. I want to play Zach Ertz. That, that to me, just like screams that he that there there is something that has changed in that man. And the man of that we saw last year is is no more. And we've got we've got the savior has risen. And um, he is uh, bleach blonde Zach Ertz. Let's go three K, uh, thirty eight hundred. Let's let's do it, brother. I like it. I like it. Good. I I, well, I weirdly I like it too. I think I I think I liked it better um, after you gave your little your your little uh you know um bit 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 about him um but so your propaganda is working on me. And I, I don't know if I'm very susceptible to it. So, you know, well done you too. Thank you. Thanks. Great. I think it would be just hilarious too if Zach Ertz just balls out and gets like, you know, two touchdowns or something like that. I, I really could see it. I mean, he's the starting tight end. It's going to be a, most likely a high-scoring environment. Like it just makes sense for him to get like 10-plus targets and hopefully a couple end zone targets. And if he lock boxes two touchdowns, like that is just like I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he has a goose egg either. But um yeah. him having a good game like really wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah. And see, you know, with, with outcomes like that, it's uh, you know, he's like a perfect that's a that's like a perfect tournament play. Like no one's gonna be on him. Uh, you know, he's got high upside. Also, uh the like no floor and it's fine. They're just like, we're flying around in between. It's going to be like one or the other, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Let's that's what you, we're just grabbing life by the horns here. What are you looking at here for your next pick? Logan? <laughs> oh, let me tell you a guy. Let me tell you something. Um, I think hmm. we're going to need some value here. Most likely. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Let me see. What, what are we, what are we looking at as far as the, yeah, 45. we got forty five hundred. I'll give you. I'll give you a cheap guy. I'll give you a cheap guy in here. Um, let me just. I'm just kind of scrolling through, scrolling through these bad boys down here. Um, yeah, because I know that there are just some, you know, almost stone minimum. Some of them are stone minimum. Oh guys. yeah, there's one guy who's stone minimum who is in like the best game of the slate. I know. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can find him. Let me see if I can land on on the exact guy you're thinking about. Let me see. Uh, shoot, man, dang it! It's like I get down too far, and then I'm just like, it's hard to pick out the the nuggets of gold amongst the trash. Come on, where's them gold? Show me the gold. Um, hang on. Let me see. Okay, because so, we got. You know, let me. I'm just. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look at running back actually, since apparently I can't find anything. At, there is a running back for. in that same game that I was just thinking. Uh oh. Uh, also, very cheap and <laughs> real good. Uh huh. Um. Cheap. Why are my keyboards acting up again too? 
Um, you know, what? let me let me just uh, let, let me like pose this one as a question because um, what are your thoughts on Naheem Hines in this game? I do like that, and Is we that- have Lockett, and to run it back with Hines in mm-hmm. a a situation where we think the Colts are going to be playing from behind. They already came out and said that they want to use him more. And I feel like in a normal game, he has three to four targets like locked up already. But if he could get eight rushing attempts with six to seven targets, like I really think, uh, but isn't he, he's like 5k, isn't he? He's not that cheap. Yeah. I know when I pulled him up, I was like, that was more of my question was like, uh, like how much does that price tag shy you away from it? Because that's that that felt like a lot to me. Whenever I was just typing it in, I'm like, you know, I expect to see him to be, you know, like mid 4K, you know, somewhere around that. But apparently, uh, I guess they caught wind of things. Yeah. Um, but um, you know who is mid uh, mid 4K ish range is um. A one uh, Chase Edmonds. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking. Tennessee I mean, Titans. That price yeah. in that Once game. Once I saw that, egregious. see that that feels like a misprice. I mean, I know we we don't know for sure, but like James Conner is forty five, and he's and Chase Edmonds is forty six. The corpse of James Conner is forty five. I mean, just yeah, Edmonds is the guy. Like he's going to be playing seventy five percent of the snaps and and all the third yep. down work too. Like Edmonds yep. is the dude. He's, he's the receiving back, and um, I really don't think, like, a James Conner, like, vulture touchdown is, like, going to happen so consistently that, you know, he doesn't have the fantasy relevance of, you know, that would be, like, a lower, like, workhorse back, basically. Yep. Like, he, he's, he's going to do just fine, and we might as well be playing him here in one of the best game environments when he's, like, clearly underpriced for, like, what he's going to end up being, you know, by – this isn't even a dip. This is just like by the beginning, by the min. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I like that a lot. So I know who your who that that value wide receiver was now. Rondell Moore. Uh huh. Yep. But um, Ant Man himself to run it back in a game where <laughs> I think the Titans are just gonna throw a lot. I mean, they're gonna run a lot too because it's the Titans. They're gonna throw a lot. Yes, they, they're condensed offense. It's all Henry, Julio, A.J. Brown. Right. But, I mean, we've seen times where Ferkser pops off, Khalif Raymond gets a random touchdown. Why yep. can't it be Josh Reynolds week? Josh Reynolds and flex. I mean, Why Josh not? Reynolds is, is the new Adam Humphreys, and um, Adam Humphreys had a weirdly secure floor around, like, 10 points, like, every time. And sometimes he was, like, below 4K. And – uh, if Josh Reynolds is that guy at 3,400, you're not sacrificing anything. It's, it's not a sexy play, but it doesn't yeah, have to be. I don't know, I don't know if I want to do that. Oh, man. I'm trying to back you up here, man. You can't just like you can't go all in and then pull your chips back before the dealer takes them. Okay, you're really you're you're messing up my groove, man. I'm a coward. Um, no, you know it's what? all right. There's so many. There's so many value wide receivers like you. Yeah, I'm going to put in Jalen Waddle because um, he's 3,600. He's the starting mm-hmm. wide receiver there. I want to put yep. I want to put him in flex, though. So he's the late I think, game. I think the Patriots are going to get out to a lead. I know, you know, the Dolphins, like, defense last year, very good. Um, 
but I feel I feel like they're gonna do actually like decent this year. And I think they're just with Belichick leading the charge and managing the games, I, I think they're gonna find enough success to uh, hold hold a lead for a while and just kind of leading. And I mean Jalen Waddle, like he's like one of the few like healthy, like active receivers right now um amongst amongst those that uh that core group yep he played with Tua in college all preseason mm-hmm. he was just uh i mean by all accounts he had like a great camp in preseason with miami it mm-hmm. looks like he's locked into um like a 1a 1b role with Devonte parker um i would even i, I think that waddle probably is gonna get um more targets this year than parker but with will fuller yep. still suspended just Feel like it's a good spot against uh New England who people you know they get scared off by them. Yeah. It's it's time. Plus yeah, thirty six hundred. I, I, I mean there's there's not really a lot of risk there either. No, no, that's that's the other thing. I mean, when it comes to some of these when uh these guys you punted off at also you put Waddle in flex too, you can put him in wide receiver. Well, I put him in flex because he's in the late game. I didn't know if we were going oh, to. Oh, okay. You're, he's you're another late game guy. You're being smart. You're thinking ahead. I'm just yeah. like, oh, but, but you could put him in. But he could just be a wide receiver. Um, because we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna put a running back or a tight end in in flex. This no, is a tournament. No, 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 no. We're not capping our upside there, yeah. partner. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think I think Waddle is gonna be good this year and um i i think you know some of that of course is like hinging on whether tua like could is the real deal or not um but also like i mean you know you think of guys like alan robinson you know just a stud receiver you know alpha wide receiver and hasn't played with a good quarterback his entire career and still just like pops off huge games yeah um and and a lot of people I know like questioned whether um, you know Waddle should have actually been the number one receiver to go instead of uh, Jamar Chase and like maybe that's not a good example seeing like all the bad reports about Jamar Chase but um, I don't know uh, it, I think just like the upside of Waddle potentially being you know this, this the you know like the next Justin Jefferson kind of guy like why yeah. not why not try to play him at thirty six hundred. Why not us? Why not us? Why not now? All right, we got fifty three hundred left. So this is a big, big decision for you here. Big decision. Yep. Let me see. Let me see. Fifty six. Fifty three. Oh, three. Damn it. Yeah. See. Well, I thought that. I thought DraftKings. I thought they hooked us up with that like extra three hundred. Like. Hey, hey, hey! No, let's keep that. Oh, in. sorry. That was a secret, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I do see a couple of guys that would correlate with our lineup, but I mean. Hmm. It's your call. You're looking, you're looking at Mr. Myers there, Mr. Michael Myers. Hmm? Well, Is that might have been. been. I was looking been. at Gage, Myers. Um, oh, oh, I just, I, I like, I like Myers there. I do too. I do too. Um, man, I'm gonna hate myself for even bringing this up, but between Myers and Brandon Cooks. Um, what, what do you, what are your thoughts there? Cooks is actually going to be kind of popular. Um, otherwise oh, I would, no. I would want Cooks, but yeah, Myers is going to go super low. Owned. Then, then Myers is it for me. 
Yeah. Just because Cooks is like the obvious, like Jacksonville is going to be one. chalky and he's the right. obvious bring back. So, yeah, just that makes in, sense. Yeah. So, Myers correlates well with Waddle. This mm-hmm. is a game that I texted you about, I think is going to go overlooked and has the potential yep. to shoot out just because these are two offenses that are want to play fast. Yep. I mean, you don't think of New England as a team that wants to play fast, but when Mac Jones was in there this preseason, they were playing a lot of hurry up. Um, yep. doing a lot of pre-snap motion stuff, getting creative in offense. I like to see that. That's my football guy take. I'm going to submit this lineup. And uh, I think this is it, man. Uh, like low-key trying to, trying to you know, keep my my uh, my pants from pitching the tent right now because that lineup was had, – that had something on it, man. That Some, was something fierce. Something, that was right, something we have three good. More- we have three more lineups to build, but I do need to uh, pee before we continue. So if you could entertain the people while I do that. Um, I could come up with something. I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm sure. I'll be right back. Yeah, we'll, we'll, ex- we'll excuse Andy with his, his bladder or whatever. But, um, yeah, you know what? It's, uh, it's, we're we're uh, – it's going to be – this is going to be a very, very fun um, – first week here um so like game stacks that i'm looking at andy said patriots um and the dolphins as as a good like kind of low owned stack and i do i do like that one a lot um some other ones here too that i do like as far as like a potential shootout environment um i think you know we uh started off with matt ryan the last lineup with Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. Um, I think the Eagles and the Falcons are going to be, I think that's another great game environment with potential for, for a shootout. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, they, they, they're both just like bad, you know, bad defenses. Um, decent. Like they have, there's like good pieces on each offense. The Eagles uh, kind of questionable, but I mean, I still think Jalen Hurts is great, and um, with his rushing upside, going against an offense that is very, uh, very run friendly, um, I think that that that's very interesting too. Um, one thing that is kind of surprising me is, I mean, the game, the Vikings and the Bengals, the total right now is at forty-eight. Which, you know, is kind of it's not it's not a high game. It's not a low. It's it's just kind of right in the middle. Um, but it kind of surprises me because um, I could see that being a game. You know, if the if the Bengals can't get anything going early, I could just see Mike Zimmer just you know trying to control everything with the run with Dalvin Cook. You know. Um, I, I, I don't I, like they'll, they'll have to, I mean, they'll do some passing obviously. And they've got Justin Jefferson, you know, one of the best wide receivers in the league right now. And Adam Thielen, who I think has been horribly mistreated in this off season by, by the fantasy community, you know, saying he's old and dust, but um, I think he, he's great too. And I just, yeah, I just, I think that they're going to kind of run the clock out and uh, Bengals aren't going to do anything. Right, Andy? 
Um, I think Adam Thielen makes a lot of sense for tournaments. I don't know what you're talking about. I just heard his name, but uh, I was just kind of talking about some of the some of the the uh, the, the game stacks that that I would like, or the games to to target as far as like what what are what would be conducive for a for a, a good stack. Well, let's talk about one now. It's my turn to pick first, and um, I'm going straight to to the Ralph in Buffalo. We're going to go with Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? Oh, I want to die. No, but um, <laughs> I actually almost started um, our, our last lineup with, uh, um, with, with Big Ben, just as, just as one that it's, you know, it's people are, I think people are going to overlook it. I think people have written off the, the Steelers, especially Big Ben and um, the Bills just, playing such an aggressive offense, a very throw heavy offense. I think they're going to score points quickly. And um, I think the Steelers are going to have to throw the crap out of the ball in order to even hope to keep up. And I think big Ben's got enough that he could do it. And then he's got, you know, three crazy good receivers to do it with too. Four, if you count Najee Harris, and this is a game that's going to go overlooked. These are two offenses. Sorry that, um, you playing tech decks over there? It's, uh, it's, it's fine. Um, uh, yes, two offenses that people are that want to throw the ball. People assume that Pittsburgh is going to throw less now that they drafted Najee Harris in the first round. Just go back to the sense. days. Yeah, I mean, go back to the days when Lev Bell was their bell cow. I mean, they were still throwing the shit out of the ball. Right. I think that against a team like Buffalo that also wants to throw the shit out of the ball, it's just going to go back and forth. <laughs> Super quickly, this is a game that could get out of hand. And at the end of the slate, people are going to be like, why didn't I think about that? It was so obvious. Like, they just – these are yep. two teams that just want to throw, don't really give a shit. Like, they just want to score as many mm-hmm. points as possible. So yep. that's my take. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good take. And um, I, I definitely would agree that – I think people are it's it's weird too because I think people are gonna play, you know, they're gonna want to play Josh Allen against Pittsburgh. Um, but with you know, Diggs. But yeah, they're I think they're just writing the Steelers off completely. And I don't even know if like Najee Harris would be owned against the Bills much. I'm not sure. Um the initial ownership projections have him at it was a pretty modest number. I looked earlier. He's at um, 6% right now. Okay. And I would yeah, imagine it'll stay around there. That's kind of what I thought, too. Yeah, I was I was figuring he'd be under 10. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where, where I was guessing he'd be. But, um, but with this stack, um, you know, let me just let me just look something up real quick. I just want to compare some things. So, we'll see what, what the ownership is. Is projecting like on these these two guys. Um, interesting. interesting. Yeah, this next one, we're going with the clay pool. Oh yes, thank you. Yep, fifty six hundred as opposed to Deontay at sixty three. Ah, what's not to like there? What is not to like? Nothing. And with my pick, I'm just going right back at it. Juju. Juju. There you go. Yeah, people are not going to play Juju at 6,200. That's that's not going to happen. If I mean, Big Ben 
in a game environment like I'm hoping this ends up being can easily throw for 300 yards. We'll throw the ball 40 times. And between Claypool and Smith Schuster, if he's throwing the ball 40 times, you've got to imagine that like at least 17 targets combined is going their way. And I just, um, yep. if they, either of them get lucky with a touchdown or two, eh, that stack is going to be so low owned and you're just going to gain so much leverage on the field. You're going to be printing, you're going to roll up with a Bentley, yep. and all is well. And over after work again. That's for sure. That's for true. Thank you. That's for all. No, I like I like that a lot. I definitely think that that's like if if anybody goes with the Steelers uh, stack or you know Steelers bring back, they're not going to go with Juju. That's just that's not going to happen. They're probably going to go with Deontay. It's probably going to be like one of the first, and then they you know may may sh- shy away from the price tag and go to. Uh, Playpool, but yeah, Juju would definitely be like the third tier for most people. And I, I like I like last year was the I mean that was it was just like a disappointing year, and like it doesn't have to be uh, it doesn't have to follow the same trend this year if they're just slinging it around left and right. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Um, let me see what my next trick would be. Uh, what happened to my lineups? Uh-oh. Listen, man, I had this all planned out and everything. I had everything ready to go. And then all just got messed up, and I didn't click on anything in my tab. And it just it just didn't matter. It's all screwed That's what up. what they all say. I'm not, I'm not all, though. You know, we don't make mistakes in sports ball. That's true. We just we we evaluate things and we learn lessons from um, you know negative uh, n- negative results. That's all it is. That's it. One more thing um, about Pittsburgh and Buffalo is before you go. Sorry, is it, I think oh, it's fine. opened at forty seven. It's now up to forty eight and a half, which is good trend. Yeah, whenever you see point totals go up, um, whatever you think about, yep. regardless of what you think of Vegas, like they're sharp as hell. So pay attention yep. to that shit. Buffalo and oh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah, there's there's so much money that you know is is riding on sports sports bets and like the Vegas uh, you know scene getting these things right that when when that they're about as accurate as you can get to like predicting yeah. what what these end results are going to be. Um, okay, so for my next trick, um, well, you know, I we we didn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that we're, yeah, we're at like these are all these are like mid level guys, but um, I hope I hope you don't uh, get mad at me for taking the liberty of of, of spending up here because um, I want to plug in Travis Kelsey and Ooh, I love that. Oh yeah, against the Browns, that game looks delicious. And I'm mm. just gonna go ahead and do it. I don't even need to give much analysis here. <laughs> I'm gonna run that back with Odell. Hey. He just—I'm so high on him this year. I have so much of him of him at best ball. I think he's gonna have a huge year. Only 5,400. This game is gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, um, towards the end of the season last year too. I mean, it definitely seemed like uh, they're more willing to let Baker, you know, let her let her rip. 
that I mean, I could definitely see this year being being not as not as run focused as it was last year. And man, they've got some they've got some some talent on that receiving end. Tell you what. Yep. Yeah, I think that's that's a sick pick, brother. Um, all right, all right. So we're on to uh, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to running back here, and hmm, I wonder, wonder how you'd feel with sticking with that same game and going um, Kareem Hunt. I know I mean, he's expensive. It's your, it's your call. You know? I know. I know. I This, this is me just kind of feeling, testing the waters, dipping my toes in. Let me look at. Um, because yeah. the other thing is. Um, yeah, no, we can. Never mind. Never mind. I was just looking at Nick Chubb's price tag and it was like, it's. How much is Hunt? 5,500. Uh, Hunt is 55, yeah. Yeah. Let me plug him in. I don't mind that. Um, you and I have talked a lot about how the end of the year last year, the Browns started using Chubb in the receiving game more mm-hmm. and how we wanted to try to exploit that early in the year before people yep. catch on, if they continue to do that. So that's my main concern with Hunt is that mm-hmm. what we saw with Chubb at the end of the year will carry over um, into I was this little- year. I was literally going the next lineup we were going to do. I was literally going to suggest Nick Chubb as the running back, um, <laughs> but but it was just like I was like, ah, oh, but we couldn't we couldn't put him into this lineup really, and like, you know, I don't think we could squeeze in two other people that would, you know, be optimal um, with Chubb in this lineup just with like how we've uh, spent the salary so far, um, but I just. I don't know if they just like roll him out, you know, more in that wide receiver kind of role. Hunt, I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll go with Hunt. Like, so if you want to tank this lineup, like I don't care, it's fine. <laughs> um, I guess now I'm left with the duties of cleaning up his mess. Um, let's see. I thought that was Vikings. always your role. Went with Vikings defense last time. Mm-hmm. Um. I usually try to take cheap home defenses, and so I'm going to go with Texans defense going up against a rookie Ooh. quarterback. Regardless of what you think of Trevor Lawrence, he is a rookie. His first game ever um, going up against a defense that has zero rookies, which I think is notable, even though they suck. Um, just that, I mean, it, these are guys that have experience going up against a rookie quarterback. That's such a horrible football take. Like, I feel disgusting, and I hate myself, but um, – just uh, I think Houston will probably. I mean, you just always want to punt it off at defense and Texans mm-hmm. at home one hundred. I'll take it. Yep, yep. I I do not hate that take at all. I think that's uh, I think that's a pretty astute. And uh, it you know you may be you may be gross and people may hate you for for saying that, but I mean yeah you're not you're not wrong either. Thank you. <laughs> Don't worry, I got your back, bro. Thanks, thanks a lot. All right, what are All you right. thinking here? Uh, let's see. So we got fifty-four average. So let's see. Like I always just naturally go to like you know whatever position like I have left instead of flex, but that's just that's just my my uh, 
habitual thing. You know what? Um, here, here's another one that I think is interesting is Chris Carson at 5,900 because, you know, I know we were just talking about like potential for shootout there. Um, but, uh, also like he can be a pass catcher too. And, uh, you know, well, the Colts just... suck. And <laughs> I mean, the, the Seahawks who just like run or just like destroy them and Chris Carson ends up benefiting just from game script and um yeah no i, I like that call a lot i mm. don't I'm, I was he's cheap too i mean just 59 seems like a good a good price tag for him um chris carson because if that game is getting some ownership already um i wouldn't think chris carson would be one of the people that would whose ownership would be rising with it so he is projected to be 13 percent out so okay. like the fifth highest on running back. I mean, it's only Wednesday. That's going to change. Mm-hmm. But I will say, if Eckler ends up being out, um, because he got injured today, Carson, yeah. guys like Carson and Antonio Gibson are going to end up being pretty chalky. So that's the only thing we'll need to pay attention to. Um, yep, to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. For sure. sure. No, I definitely agree with that. With my last trick, I want to run it back with Buffalo dude. Going to leave some money on the table. With Manny mm. Sanders, mm. forty-one hundred. There you go. I mean, he's the number two in Buffalo. Josh Allen is going to throw the ball like forty-five times a game. Just, uh, I want a piece of that offense. Plus, I think Manny Sanders is a lock for like at least six targets every game, and he hasn't slowed yes. down. Uh, I mean, when healthy, he hasn't slowed down at all. He's been great. I mean, in yeah, filling in last year in New Orleans when Thomas was out. Um, he did great. Yeah. I mean, he had a couple. He had a game of, I think, like twelve catches or something. Yep. Um, nine catches. Well, he had he had thirteen targets and nine. Yeah, here we go. Twelve catches. Targets, Fourteen and twelve catches. Targets. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, he's when it's just yeah. His only thing is really just like you know he's he gets you know kind of hobbled up like partway through the season, but uh, I mean that's this is the beginning of the season. Uh, I think it's I think that's a great play. Yeah, I made it. So that's true. Switch, uh, Thank God you saved here. this lineup from me. Also, I, I do want to point out that you um, were asking someone about Manny Sanders versus Keelan Cole, and I, I just really—it's <laughs> kind of a joke. I've got a weird. No, I, don't, I just I don't, have. <laughs> I have like a weird like affinity too for uh, for Keelan Cole, and I just like I found myself like looking at him on season long and i was like oh I, I would love to just like pick him up off waivers right now and i'm like who could i do i even have any, anybody i could drop and like <laughs> it's like manny sanders like the only like receiver on my bench that i had <laughs> i was just like I'm not, no <laughs> no go on now no uh-uh. <laughs> but I, I don't know if i uh i could have let you live that one down but maybe it'll uh, end no, up no. being something no it was it, yeah no most of it was just like just you know, like why would you? You're not gonna you're not gonna give up the number two on like you know one of the top projected you know throw heavy offenses in the league. I mean, come on, come on, man, guys. All right, this uh this one is you. You start this one out. Our third lineup out of four in the DraftKings oh, Millie Maker Week okay. One. Will we win a million dollars, Logan? Your pick. Um. 
A million dollars. Final answer. Thank you. Um, Beautiful. <laughs> I know. I'm so funny. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. No, no, please. Thank you. Um. All right. Gosh, it's, yeah, it's it's tough not to like go back to the well with like some of these guys, but um, oh, I think that's fine if we do. Yeah. Nah, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it up. I'm gonna mix it up. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ryan Tannehill. Yes. That was okay. He was my next quarterback, but I don't even care because ah. I have another one of mine too. Love it. Sick. And synced up, man. Julio Jones is currently projected to be one percent owned, so I'm just gonna Ooh, put him on in wow. there. I mean, I 100%. love playing Brown and Jones together. Uh, um, that's that's actually my next trick. So, oh, okay, uh, AJ Brown, just put him in, put him in, put him in. Only seven one hundred. I mean, you're paying a combined thirteen nine for Jones and Brown. That's egregious. They're both just most likely in this game just going to go absolutely nuclear. Yep. So, yeah, you could very feasibly see this game just you know skyrocketing, and yeah. uh, they would be the direct benefactors of that. And they could both just you know hit near ceiling games, if not ceiling games. I am going to put us in a bit of a pickle with this pick. Uh -oh. I'm going to draft DeAndre Hopkins for the bring back. So we have Ooh. Tannehill, Julio, AJ Brown running it back with DeAndre Hopkins, who is also projected to be mm -hmm. sub 5% owned. We got and, some hefty price tags and, here, but you know what? Sometimes you got to pay. Yeah, up but I, the there's game. so much. I mean, there really is a lot of value. At, yeah, there's value at uh, running back that people aren't really paying attention oh, yeah. to. Nope, they sure aren't. Um, there's there, I mean, there's really just a lot of value at every position, really. If you're just yeah, that's one of the best things about like week one is like most like the field like assumes that they know what all the you know teams are gonna do. But um I feel like I feel like a lot of times we just we have about you know 70% of the information. And there's that 30% range where just like some weirdo things can happen. And um, there's just a lot of mispricing too that happens because, you know, mark the, the fantasy markets can't really be too efficient before there's actually been like some fantasy action. Yeah. Oops. Um, so let me see here. Running back. What would be our next trick? Hmm. Ah, shoot. It all comes down to this. I know. I'm nervous, man. Shoot. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find just that that key golden guy who isn't um who isn't <laughs> Chase Edmonds. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say he uh, makes sense in this lineup, and he's so. I shooting. know. I know. I'm. I. I'm definitely thinking about it. I just. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to take the easy way out. You know, it feels kind of like a cop out, but I mean, it, it. It just really does. It. It has some correlation, and just be, and because he's cheap, I feel like he can pay off that price tag. I'm just. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with it. Chase Edmonds. That price tag is so stupid. I don't yep. understand what the algorithm was doing, and the fact that he's not. It, it'll probably change, but the fact that he's not projected to be like over ten percent owned is ridiculous. Insane. Absolutely insane. Yep. 
yeah, I, I think you just I, you almost it's almost feels like a locked up kind of thing. Um, also, my uh, computer is on ten percent, so I'm just going to grab my charger really quick. But you know, start start laying it down for this next trick. Real, oh, absolutely, real, real thick with a trowel. So, like I said, I like going cheap at defense, and you want to find defenses that are going to be low owned. Just because it's such a volatile uh, position, like you never want to be playing the chalk defense. You're just setting yourself up to lose. Um, probably just going to go back to the well with the Texans defense. Only 2,100 at home. Um, man, I'm looking now. They're projected to be chalky. Uh, that kind of stinks. I mean, I guess you could look at, you know, I think Jets defense um, against Sam Darnold. That makes some sense. I think that the Jets defense is talented. Um, hmm. I think I'll go with the Jets defense here. On the road, not something I like to do. But the Stay things up. I do. Things Stay I do. Up. Stay off the road. Things I do, bro. I don't want to know about the things you do. They scare me. Um, I looked at ownership projections, and Houston is like a chalky defense, which sucks. But the Jets are mm -hmm. only 2,400 against Sam Darnold. Oh, okay. On the road, but plug them in there for this one. So now it's your trick. You know, the, I mean, the Jets like have low-key been like a decent defense, and they've always been like men price pretty much, pretty close to it. Yes. Where like – I mean, there was a lot of times where they were in the winning lineups like over the last two years, and that was when they had Adam Gase. So I don't mind that at all. Nope. Um, all right. Let me see. I think I'm going to go <clears throat> tight end. And I know I've like I've kind of listened to some stuff about like how this this isn't it's not necessarily like a correlation, but I just think this is another guy that um, it would be. I, I feel like a situation where we could get out ahead of things. Um, but let's. I want to go with. Um, oh shoot! It's like between two guys. Um, I want to go with Donald Parham Jr. Ooh. All right. I want to full tilt galaxy brain the shit out of this with, with Donald Parham. It was like between him if he and had the red zone Gerald. roll. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's, it's rolling the dice because they've got, they've got cooks. Cook, cook. Man, he's not even men price. What the hell is this? All right. We're doing know, it. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I, like I don't it. get it. it. It was between him and uh, him and Everett at thirty four hundred. Yeah, who is another one that? I was one I was hoping you. Were, I was hoping you were gonna go with Everett. Yeah, I was really debating it. It was. It was. Uh, I was really. I was really fighting it, but um, yeah, I just. I don't know. I just kind of went with it, with the cheaper guy, um, just because. Yeah, I just. I think Everett will be. You know, will be, you know, end up being the guy at tight end for Seattle, but it's still, it's still kind of up in the air. You know, they still could roll Disley out for whatever reason and just, I don't know. 
I don't know, yeah. man. I just I'm just going Parham just because well, because I like the XFL. If Parham is doing well, most likely it's a shootout scenario. So Washington guys are going to be have have to be doing well. Curtis Samuel hurt himself again in practice today. It looks like he's probably going to be out for week one. Diami Brown, Min Price slides into the starting spot. I mean, I think he already was going to be starting, but now he just has more targets rolling his way naturally. If Samuel's out, really like Diami Brown. Yep. I like that. That leaves us um, salary to play a certain someone that I hope you pick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let me. You know, let me let me just uh, let me just think about it here. Um, yeah, plug them in. Come on, man. All right, 8,600 8, here against Packers. I mean, who? Else, what else are they gonna do? I mean, come on, like the, the all their all their like key key guys on offense pretty much are like out, and uh, they just released Latavius Murray too. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Roll with Kamara. Like he he is an amazing play. So, Mm. we got that. All the correlation from Tennessee, Arizona. Parham, Diami Brown, like double goose egg is (laughs) most likely going to happen there. But uh, (laughs) You got the double egg potential. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) I always go with the the double egg narrative. (laughs) Give me the double egg narrative. Um, Uh. All right. This is our fourth and final one. I was going to go with Tana Thrill. Stole it. For my trick, but give me a second here because I have ideas that you won't expect to think about. Sorry, I never know. If you just heard you. Yeah. yeah, I was about to ask what that was. It sounded like a it pigeon. My stomach. Um, <laughs> it's great. You got some rumblings. Yeah. So this is really good radio. Um, me just uh, trying to figure out what to do. We're all after good radio here. Um, man. I think... Okay. All right. I'm going to do it. I Do I want to... Oh, man. How gross do I want to get? That's the question. I mean, I, mean, I just... My stomach I, is just... <laughs> you got suds, suds in the bucket. Um... <laughs> San Francisco is gonna like trounce Detroit, and an issue I've had in the past is fading um, offenses that are projected to uh, win by you know more than ten points, just because I feel like they might take their foot off the pedal and stop trying. But I've gotten burned because sometimes offenses that you expect to run or give up will just keep passing, and yep. this could be a situation in Detroit indoors where San Francisco's potent offense is able to score a lot of points through the air. And if that happens, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a good game at 5,500. So I'm going to plug in Jimmy G. Oh, I like it. I love this. I mean, I I was literally full galaxy braining it with Parham back there. And I like that you're just keeping with the trend. And honestly, it's not even as fully galaxy brained as as Parham, I don't feel like. Um, Because I could – absolutely see um san francisco just beating the crap out of the lions here in the first game indoors and i could absolutely see kyle shanahan just mercilessly just just punching dan campbell in the face over and over and over again um and i mean this is this is the coach that that took jimmy g to the super bowl 
So uh, I think at 5,500, you're not paying a, any kind of really uh, price tag for him. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think I think probably let me let me just uh, just say that I think because isn't um, Mac Jones like 4,500 or something like that? Yes, he's 48. And that's who okay. I was debating between Garoppolo between and Mac Jones. Yeah, I, um, I knew he was on your radar because that game, you're the one who literally brought that game up. Um, yeah. I was going to say like, that's, that's probably my favorite cheapest quarterback. Um, but I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo here, like he, I mean, he really could just pants off, take, take it down at the position just with as much as they're projected to, uh, outscore Detroit here. Um, so for, uh, for, for the, the guy to pair him with though, um, I'm going to go with Ayuk. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can. Is it A Y A I? A I. Yeah. I. I mean, the only way this works is if Garoppolo throws for three hundred yards and three touchdowns. Yep. Which is like a point zero 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 one percent outcome. Um, <laughs> you know, this there are what one point one nine million entries in this contest, so you got to get a little weird. The odds are about that. Yes. So you kind of you almost have to sometimes get to those kind of result, kind of uh, you know unlikely results. If Garoppolo is doing well, that mo- and like I said, we want three hundred yards, three touchdowns. If he's doing that, he, two receivers are most likely going to go off. And I yeah. want to pair him with Kittle in this spot. I mm-hmm. think. I think I want to look at Debo's price tag. Yeah, he's fifty nine hundred. Okay, so he's more expensive than Ayuk. Yeah, yep. I just want to go with Kittle. I mean, Kittle has like the highest ceiling out of any tight end on the slate. I mean, as we saw, mm-hmm. I mean, he has like one forty point game a year. It feels like last year he had that game against fifteen targets, fifteen catches, one hundred eighty three <laughs> yards on the touchdown. Fifteen catches on fifteen targets. Yeah. So, okie dokie. I just yep. feel like a Jimmy G double stack against mm. the Lions is uh, oh. it's, it's great, man. Those those Kittle dump offs from Jimmy G. I mean, that's uh, you. You just you love to see it. You love it. <laughs> this is beautiful. I like this a lot. Um, all right, so so we we got this going. Um. Uh, let me let me just ask you this question. Not I wasn't um not that this was you know my my next trick, but um do you feel like in a game like this where Detroit is projected to just get stopped that it's even necessary to do a big stack like this and have a bring back from that from the other team? Yes, only because I think Jared Goff is competent. Um more competent than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. And I think in a game where Detroit is playing from behind, I mean, Goff is most likely going to be able to, I don't know. I, I think he's going to be able to hold his own. And one of the, one of his receivers, if it's not Hawkinson, it's probably Tyrell um, is going to have a game. Cause I think Tyrell Williams is only like 4k. Um, I think so. But at the same time, it's like, there's other guys in that price range or even cheaper and better game environments that you could play that have just as high of a ceiling. So I don't know. Usually I say, yeah, you want to run it back, but mm, I feel like, I, I feel like there's not call. like, 
Um, well, I'm gonna. I, I mean, the Lions were your your first your first baby, so I'm gonna leave the bring back up to you. So All you right. can you can go with whichever way your heart desires, whichever way the Motor City's humming. You know. Uh, um, so what are you thinking for this trick? So for this trick, um. Um, I'm looking at running back right now. Because um, <laughs> I almost, I almost just want to, um, I almost just want to say Kamara, but that's just like 8,600 right, right there, gone on my trick. <laughs> mm, I mean, it's still good. Uh, there's a guy lower too that we talked about earlier, but there's also, Chubb. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That was that was the other guy I was looking at too. Yep, I think uh, we had to go Chubb because we talked about this earlier and we talked about this like literally five minutes before as well. And yeah, I need to uh, I need to follow through with it before I you know just continue to overlook it. Um, but yeah, we explained <laughs> we explained that I ruined it with Kareem Hunt in that lineup. <laughs> but the real play is Nick Chubb. It's just uh you know. You wanna you wanna just really stack the crap out of that game that has like I think the highest game total of all the games uh, on Sunday. Yep. I mean, you know, it's it's anybody it's anybody's game really <laughs> at that point. Who's gonna be the the top boys? But yeah, I'm going Nick Chubb. I'm going to go. Um. Hmm. I'm gonna go Tyree. Mm, nice. I like that. I just want now to explain of, why you like Tyreek. Well, uh, his separation at the line of scrimmage is really good. Um, his mm. w- the way that he can um, just get past defenders and really just command targets from Patrick Mahomes is very impressive. Really good hands. His speed creates opportunities against defenses that usually mm. are good at stopping the pass, but he's able to create plays with his speed. And I just really think that he has a good chance to do well against the Cleveland Browns at home at Arrowhead Stadium, the loudest stadium in the NFL. And the Chiefs fans, the Chiefs faithful will come out uh, swinging, and the Tyree Kill will come out a singing. Thank you. That, that was great. That was great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you. much. I I guess I could see why you like him. Yeah, yeah. Probably probably a good play. Probably a good play. Um <laughs> Jesus Christ. Arrowhead <laughs> Stadium, loudest stadium in there. I think they're only the second loudest. I think Seattle's still the loudest, aren't they? Yeah, but uh allegedly not confirmed. <laughs> Seattle uses uh hearsay. Microphones and speakers to amplify said noise, and Arrowhead Stadium is tried and true. Thank you. Also, I think their fans are even crazier than uh, than the Seattle fans or any fans. Maybe not Philly fans. Philly fans, I think, probably seem like the craziest. But yeah, all football fans scare the shit out of me. We've been to two Chiefs yeah. games together, and I'm just like, I'm going to die. I'm sorry. No, yeah. I know. It's like the it's like the best. It's the best way you could feel if you were feeling like you were going to die. If that makes sense. <laughs> you're you're ecstatic and also just so scared. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> everybody's just belligerently drunk around you and just or on other things too. I I don't know, but 
man, everybody's so aggressive. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, Mom, come pick me up, please. Um. Okay. All right. So we got we got the Tyreek in there. We got Chubby. Um. So for this next trick. Hmm. Mm hmm. Oh man, man. I'm I'm pulling I'm pulling the lever on it. I'm pulling the lever here. We're going we're going Tyrell the Gazelle. Lock All right. It up. Lock it up. I'm making this the decision for you. I'm pulling pulling the pulling it right out of your hands. You're not even going to get to choose. He's their number one. He um. Let me let me pull up the stats here. Sorry, I didn't have a pull up already. I wasn't prepared. I thought you would have had them as like your desktop like screensaver by now. They're tattooed on my taint, but I can't see them very well. Um, oh, you gotta so, get a mirror. Yeah. So when he was starting in um, Oakland, which is not Las Vegas, <laughs> um, <laughs> in 2019, he had a game against. a in week one, where he had six catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown, had 25 fantasy points. So, I mean, he still has it in him to do to pay off some value. I mean, that's like his ceiling, 25 points. Tyrell Williams gets 25 points. We're uh, very We're happy. We're skating, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're Motor City living. So, I mean, he's going to be – he's projected to be 3% owned. I don't think he's even going to be that. No. Uh, but – yeah, no, I like it. Now I got to figure out what I'm going to do. I don't want to cop out and do defense, but it just opens up so much for us. We can see the opportunities ahead. I know I said they're chalk, but they're at home. The $2,100, actually, 2K Falcons at home against Jalen Hurts, who does turn the ball over. I like that. Yep. I'm going Falcons. Yep. Men price at home. Okay. All right. Um. Just, just to, just a note on on that too. What could be um, an interesting little like contrarian dealio is uh, if you were to play Jalen Hurts with somebody and Falcons defense. Just, uh, just a, just a, just a thought to get real, real weird. No, I like that a lot. I, um, yeah. I think playing Falcons defense with Jalen Hurts makes a lot of sense, and I think that playing Titans defense against Kyler Murray makes sense as well. Yeah, um, have a Kyler Murray stack with Titans defense just because i think that game's gonna be any of those like shootout games that have the ability to get weird jonathan bales kind of popularized that um but you want to have a defense in a shootout because they're usually yep. very low owned and they usually pay off their salary more times than not yeah because there's more turnovers in a in a shootout game like that obviously the more throwing there is a more potential for interceptions i mean that's just it's pretty straightforward also um, more interceptions more potential for you know pick six, and uh, we we like we like to have the defense with the pick six. Um, tried and true, tried and true, bales and true. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, everybody buy Bitcoin. By the way, um, not sponsored by Bales, but um, yeah, you, you have to buy Bitcoin, right, Andy? You bought your Bitcoin today, right? But my BTC is so. Uh, um yes i call it i call it dbtc because um i buy daily bitcoin um so um yeah anyways the next trick the next trick here god we're just the worst um 
running back, running back here. Gosh, we got 53 on average. Hmm. Shoot, shoot, shoot. We can play well, expensive running back. Um, mm hmm. Because there, there's, I will just tell you the person I have in mind is 3K. So you can. Uh, oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I like that. Um, yeah, because what we got. Which kind of sucks because uh, <laughs> it's can't play. Barkley is $100 too expensive. And then the next one is Eckler. He's probably not going to play. Right. And then so, I mean one of one of them I was kind of kind of looking at it. Oh, mm -hmm. oh we have uh, Falcons defense. I'm sure you're looking at yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Everybody just know that Andy had Andy had Miles Sanders as a great GPP play before anyone else talked about it. So just you know Yeah, his ownership projections now. already three X two is projected to be one percent three point seven. So I saw some stupid ass tout tweet about it this morning too. Uh, yeah, well, you did call that as well. You said, "Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the touts came yeah, into it." So was, it looks like it was literally like an hour after I texted you, I saw some tout with a lot of followers do like a Miles Sanders thread, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, come on!" Oh my god, <laughs> Miles Sanders thread. Ugh. All right, so now Miles Sanders is not a good GPP play. Yeah, um, and I don't have to play my three K guy either. We can. I, I have a couple guys in mind, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Aaron Jones at 6,800. Um, but I also like Perfect. Najee at 63 too. Um, so that's where I'm going. Let's, uh, Again, you want me to compare, going? The, compare the ownerships, even though it doesn't matter right now, just so we have an sure. idea. Yeah. Just, 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 just for, you know, help make the decision, I guess we're trying Aaron to, Jones. we're trying to display good habits when building lineups, you know? Yes. 11% and Harris at six. So we'll go Harris. Yeah, let's do it. I like them both. That leaves me with 4,400. Um, hmm. Plus I could also see um, the, the Packers potentially taking um, a sizable lead if uh, the Saints can't get anything going, which would be really depressing with Kamara. But – if they couldn't with, you know, Winston and everybody else banged up and whatnot, um, I could see them also like, you know, maybe Jones gets like a touchdown and then they just like roll with A.J. Dillon for the rest of the game or something. Yeah, no, I could see that. Mm -hmm. Man, Michael Pittman, 4,100. I'm sure he's, he's cheap as heck. I'm sure he's super chalky too. He's going to, yeah, because you looked him up and you said he's like 10, but I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if he was more like 20. Uh, kind of about COVID Beasley right here. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like uh, his target share last year was fucking crazy. Uh huh. I oh, guess it was in the year, beginning of the year wasn't as much, but mm -hmm. yeah, it picked and up it, what around like week five or something. It's kind of crazy that like a lot of fantasy analysts have been like, oh, you know, I don't like Beasley this year because he's unvaccinated. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people on Buffalo are unvaccinated, but even if yeah. they're like, when you're on a football team, like it, it, you just throw everything else out. Like the, the guys on your team, like 
are your brothers. Like you're not Josh Allen isn't gonna like not throw to a wide open Cole Beasley yeah. because it's like, oh well, you're not vaccinated. I can't throw this pass to you. I th- like he's a I, dumbass. I th- he should be vaccinated, but like right. That doesn't mean he's not gonna end up like being fantasy relevant. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure Josh Allen is uh, Republican and wouldn't surprise me if he was unvaccinated. But he was unvaccinated earlier. I don't know if he still is, but yeah, he was uh, openly unvaccinated. Said, uh, mm-hmm. he, he gave the classic, uh, I'm trying to learn more about it right now. Oh my God, I love that. I'm learning about, I'm learning about uh, COVID 19. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning about it. Look at me, gold star. Congrats. <laughs> Oh God! Just put me out of my misery. Um. Okay, so we have Chubb and Tyreek. How much? Oh, is yeah. Looking at a uh, um, Robbie, Robbie song. Oh, Peoples. Ooh. Um. Don't know if I like that. He could be one that that could go more owned for like his probable outcome just because like there's a lot of hype in like best ball yeah and stuff like that um normally i would i would like like that as a stone men punt man this is tough i know it's hard out here i think i'm just gonna go back to jalen waddle just leave that money on the table hell yeah that price is just so cheap and i want to be high on the game so we'll do it leave that 800 on the table Hell yeah. Yeah, you could always like one one thing the that you know you could always you could always do if you get to that point where you're you just feel weird about leaving like a certain amount on the table is like you know, the one of the things I look at is like my defense. And if I'm like, you know, I like the stone minimum one, but you know, also like more recently stone minimum defenses have gotten more of a popular play since it's like proven to be optimal. Um, and it's like if you have some left over and like maybe you could differentiate by just upgrading your defense just a little bit since like defense is almost always like a coin flip anyway. Yeah. I like that. But I liked all of our lineups, to be honest, even the one that I ruined. I did too, except the, yeah. the, the Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy G one maybe a little bit. We had to do, we had to do listen, one like we're trying to win a galaxy bearing one. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not but, like you said. It's like it's like a point zero 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 one percent chance. But like when you're up against a million other lineups, I mean, yeah, it might just take that. I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't won a million dollars yet. Not yet, but it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much a lock, I think. Yeah, I mean, you see us. I mean, you know, I don't know what else to say other than. Keep an open mind. Um, have a balanced breakfast on Sunday morning. Make mm-hmm. sure that uh, you know when you're driving the minivan to church with the screaming kids, you're on your phone and building lineups. Um, it's the optimal strat. But in all seriousness, if you're playing like small field single entry, don't focus on building an optimal lineup. Focus on trying to find the right game to build around. Um, that's yeah. something I'm going to really focus on this year, not trying to be 100% right. Games like Arizona and Tennessee, where both offenses are condensed, like I really want to target condensed offenses and just, you know, stack the shit out of them. So that's yep. my take. It's a good take. Yeah. It's a, uh, I, yeah. W- one of the things I've definitely learned about, I, I'm learning about this. Um, 
is uh the single entry just you know when it's if it's like a smaller single entry one you know people are just like so prone and like myself included like definitely last year i did this where you get in a single entry and you're like oh well i don't have to i i can just play like safer plays or whatever you know like because i'm i'm against a smaller field and there's only like x amount of unique lineups or x amount of like individuals playing i'm not going against like you know uh, like some uh some awesome like dude that's doing like maxing out 150 entries or something like that um and uh but like really the way to do it is to like look at it as if it was just any other like mid-sized gpp and you know do your stacks you know focus in on your game and uh you know take take some risk because like a lot of people in there aren't going to be doing that and you still like that's the kind of stuff that'll pay off and give you leverage on there there's also a mumbles that just joined us too so uh oh i gotta get the the banner out mumbles yeah there we go no i, I agree with what you said i need to make a little mumbles graphic or something like that whenever he pops up yes like wild mumbles appears um <laughs> i think it's i mean it's obviously easier if you're playing a tournament like this week, my favorite tournament. I'll pull it up just so I can show it on the screen, so you get an idea of uh, what, I'm, what I'm doing. What's doing here, guy? What's doing in your in your world? Um, here we go. This is the. Wow, this is great. Why can't I not pull it up? Thank you. Shirt's shirt's cool, man. Twelve dollar, um, mini hail mary. Only four hundred ninety entries. Five hundred to first. So I mean to beat. Or to win $500, you need to beat 489 people. And a lot of people go into these, like you said, thinking like, oh, I can play it safer. It's less people. And, you know, I can win with a more optimal lineup. But the edge is finding those spots where that people are overlooking, like a game like Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Like nobody in this tournament is going to have a Ben Roethlisberger mega stack, most likely. No. Um, and that's where you can really gain leverage because if – you know, I've toyed with the idea of doing Roethlisberger, Claypool, Smith Schuster, and Deontay Johnson. And in a tournament like that, if those four combine for a hundred points and the rest of your spots in the lineup are fine, like you're gonna at least cash, like you want to win. Like I'm yeah. not gonna be happy with at least with just cashing, but I mean, like the those are the type of builds that in a contest like that that can really uh bring you to the top. And yep. I am a losing player, so don't listen to my advice. Okay, but uh, that's just yeah. But we're learning about winning. Yes. <laughs> also, the mini slant, six hundred and fifty in- entries on uh, nine dollar. Um, oh, yeah, that's like uh, Adam Levitan. I know talked about uh, the slant and the and when the mini slant came out. That you know, it's like, hey, I can't play in these or whatever. But you know, these are like some of the best tournaments to get in. Twenty-seven dollar single entry, twenty-one hundred entries in there, and five k to first. That's another one where, just like find the right game environment, and it's gonna feel gross. Like you're gonna feel like you're being suboptimal, but just build like weird lineups that mm-hmm. are correlated and aren't super high owned, and you'll gain some leverage and just crush, crush it, crush everybody. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's really weird that like that's 
I, I almost, I, don't, I really don't know if it's just like, you know, me taking this long to figure out like just game selection and like how to approach things. But like, it, it, it doesn't feel like it should be contradictory to like find um, uh, a game that you just have like strong conviction on, you know, going off, especially if it's one that's going to get overlooked, like the, the Pittsburgh uh, Buffalo game. And yeah, just like just stacking it, stacking the crap out of it. And then, you know, when that, if that outcome uh, happens, <laughs> Tana throw, nice. Um, yeah, you're just, I mean, you're sitting there with, with the lineup that, you know, potentially you're the only one with that stack in, yeah. in a, a smaller field, single entry like that. And that's huge leverage, huge leverage. Yeah, because you don't need to get every spot in your lineup right. You just need to find the offenses that are going to go off and get like, like last year, I, I, I've i said it to you before, but like the game, Tyreek Hill had like 60 fantasy points. Like you mm-hmm. literally, all you needed in your lineup was Mahomes and uh, Tyreek. And like, it, as long as the rest was decent, like you were winning a shit ton of money. Like, yep. And yeah. I just stacked the shit out of that game and got lucky and, you know, the rest is history. I lost uh, money for the year, and what are you going to do? Yeah. Hey, right there with the rest of us, including me. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think I won, like, um, uh, I, I, I did really well in um, showdown week one of last year, and it was a Chiefs game. Um, and it was, uh, I think it was, I'm trying to remember if that was, um, I think I played Clyde in captain when like before we knew anything about him but i don't think that was why like i did really well um i think it was because i played like uh um robinson and like one other like weirdo guy in there but um yeah it was uh like after that week i don't i don't think i had like a, a good week after that it was really depressing yeah <laughs> but uh this year is gonna be different we're gonna just smash just better contest selection yeah um, that's the big thing yeah we're going to blow through that bankroll and we're going to be uh, mm-hmm. living on the streets in no time. But just yeah. one last thing to stick in your gullet just to uh, indulge on a nice little supper. In the Millie Maker, the $5 Millie Maker, to win 5K, you have to come between 16th and 20th. You still have to beat 1.1 million people to win 5K. In the $27 single entry, you have to beat 2,000 people to win 5K. So it's like spend a little extra money, still build. Eh. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to build a weird lineup. Um, yep. You know, odds are way better, and with just like that, you know, extra what fifteen ish, seventeen ish, whatever dollars. Twenty two is fine. Twenty two, that's fine. Whatever, whatever. I don't do math. I just, I just, uh, I only do math when it's DK crowns. Only do crack. I well, that too. That's not math though. No, I don't think is it math. Um, is crack math? Yes. That's great. That's why I stayed away from math because I knew it was crack. That's true. Yeah. I guess we can uh, leave it there. Do crack. Mm-hmm. Um, we leave it with a good and inspirational message. Don't be afraid to get weird in your small field single entries and do crack. So, yeah. What, and what more do you need? Play Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. Yeah. See, three easy tips to get on the street as fast as you can. <laughs> That's what we want to do here. 
<laughs> we'll see you. Going for broke. We'll see you next Wednesday. Hopefully you guys do well in the DFS streets. We'll see you then. <laughs> we'll see ya. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>